Okay, we're back with another episode, and I'm here with my recurring guest. I guess you're not really a guest anymore. No. Or do you consider yourself a guest? Um, like a half guest. You're like um, I'm like a a fill a fill in co-host. Yes, you're you're the one who is filling in, but like is also on every episode. Yeah. <laughs> Until until who knows something when. else happens. Anyways, this is Lizzie. Hello. If you weren't able to guess, um, Lizzie is really good at, well, we, we do this kind of weekly. We, we tell have. ourselves we're going to do it weekly. Yeah, last week was an off week for us, but we have set kind of a weekly schedule of yeah. recording podcast episodes, which is really nice because yeah. I can count on you to do it with me. I will, yes. Because everyone else, I feel like I'm like pulling hair to do it. <laughs> Probably not, but with you, you're like, okay, I've been thinking about it. What are we gonna do next? <laughs> I am ready. So here's how it will flow for next week. Yeah, and that's really that's really fun for me. Okay, good. Um, also, this is like the most we've probably seen each other consistently for a long like time. four years, probably. Like yeah, college. That's so time. sad. Like probably that summer that freshman you, we watched. Summer. Yeah, freshman sophomore. Freshman summer or sophomore Freshman summer? Freshman summer because I went abroad sophomore year. Freshman summer we yes. got together all the time because you and I were the only ones who came back home right. after college. And it was so sad. We made a bucket list. That was not sad though. That was really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> we have to we, talk about that. We I definitely have a screenshot of a text that one of us sent each other. And it was just like this. You, I think you sent me a meme because I was at work. And it's when Kim Kardashian's just, like, in bed and just, like, with the covers, like, up to her chin and she's just, like, looks not amused with anything. Like, you know, I can't... I can picture it, but why did I send it to you? Um, Well, because I was working at Perkins. I had a shift and you were, like... And the meme was said something like, when all of your friends are busy, but (laughs) I was your only friend. (laughs) And then I texted you back and I was, like... When my when we have kids and they complain that they're bored, I'm right. gonna tell them that one summer I only had one friend. <laughs> that's so true. Right. I think about like that specific message to me all the time. <laughs> Just like how we like made it into this whole. We were so dramatic we were about so, it. But it was like we, we weren't lying. We were no. The only there was we no had. one else in town. But uh, what a fun summer! It was so much fun. Anyways, and that was the last time we saw each other consistently. I yeah, think I, is why I we're talking so. about it. Thank you for bringing that back. I wasn't sure where that came from. Um, but I have news. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I feel very official, like this is like a, a podcaster thing. But my news is that this, you probably aren't going to be super overwhelmed. It's not okay. amazing. Like, oh, we shouldn't, okay. you know, lift it up. Okay. But I found out today that, <laughs> this is so dumb, that our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if you know, but... My, the place that I use to send the podcast out, like I yeah. submit it to one place, yeah, and then they distribute it. But Apple Podcasts, you have to go through their own process. Okay, and I didn't think I did it, and I think a lot of people listen on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, but I looked today, and we're on there. That's crazy. And we have one five star review. <laughs> Who was it? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was probably um, Becky Hallstrom. <laughs> Second mother coming in clutch. I just thought that is so kind. 
That is... Okay, I understand the hype now when, mm-hmm. like, you hear podcasters get excited. I know. <laughs> Oh, especially since I've told no one about this podcast. Right. I I don't, I mean, it's on there, but I haven't posted it anywhere. I just send it to my parents when I'm right. done. <laughs> and then, like, I'm sure you send it to maybe, like, your mom or something. Yeah. But, like, no one, like, no one. No one knows, knows about, us. about it. So we have a review, and it's probably family, but I thought that was so fun. That is really fun. Do you know how many views we have? Is that oh a yeah, thing? oh yeah. We have an established audience of about fifteen people. Do we? <laughs> yeah, really. We do. Wow. And um, oh my, God. my ad that I keep posting, yeah, has gotten up to seventy cents, <laughs> <laughs> which I think oh is so God. fun. We started with like zero. Zero. Um, we have about seventy-five to a hundred listener, like people who have listened. Who, yeah. Overall, and. Uh, we have one listener from South Korea. Wow. And I think that's interesting because Jigon has not told anyone. I was going to ask. Yeah, was it Jigon? I, told, I asked today, did you send this to anyone in South Korea? He said, no. I don't think I have. I haven't. So, like, who is it? I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm so excited that our fan base is expanding. Right. This is... <laughs> It's we are known internationally now. Right. Think of it like that. Who in South Korea? If know, you if you're in South Korea, please DM me because I'm so curious. I will send you a postcard. Anyways, that's some fun news. How can they DM you? Oh, I just thought they were my friend on Instagram. Oh. Or Facebook. Send me okay. a message. Yeah. Or leave a comment. On the review. Yeah, if you can review, let us know if that's you. That's super exciting. Isn't I that only listen on Spotify. Spotify so. is our biggest um, source, which is really quite fascinating because I was listening to a podcast yesterday, probably, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, Apple Music or Apple Podcast yeah. is like the biggest one." So that's go, what they say. and I was like, "I don't think that's true." Like that was my inner thoughts when I heard that ad, and I was like, hmm. "Do you only listen on Spotify?" Yeah. To podcast? Yeah. Me too. It's it's so easy because then when I'm like, I'm podcast out, my music is right there. Yep. Life is good. Everything is in one place. Yes. Or do you have a premium account? Yes. Yeah. Thank I think you, I my brother Daniel. He pays for it. Oh, God bless him. I know. I was supposed I It's been like three years and I was supposed to pay him the first of every month and I have not done that. So, so is it a family account? Like a joint? Yeah. Account? So I think mm-hmm. my mom's on it and my dad. And there's also this fifth person who we don't know. Oh, maybe it's from South Korea. Maybe. <laughs> if you're following us on our family Spotify account, DM Nikki. DM me. Because we're just curious as to who it is. I'm super curious. And I, I'm so excited that we're on Apple Podcasts. I guess I did that before. Chigon. <laughs> you didn't want to edit. Didn't you see that we're podcasting? No. Do you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> I have to go pick up the floor. Okay. I'm going to edit this out. So. <laughs> but, anyways. Um, I don't know. It's, it's only one spot that you have to add on. Yeah. I, and it's really fast and early. Yeah. Is there anything um, <clears throat> else on an overview that you want to say before we jump in? Um, no, but I'm going to tell more people about this now that, like, I feel confident in my spot here on this <laughs> yeah. podcast. 
Like, yeah. selfishly, I was like, absolutely. I was like, oh my gosh, my friend Nikki's doing a podcast. If anyone And I told, asked, like, five people. Yeah. And now that I'm consistently here, I feel like I'll tell more people. Please do. You can. The okay. only reason I haven't is because I feel like I wanted enough of a um, episode library. Mm. But we're at, like, six episodes now. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And I have new things coming up. I have a podcast with my husband. Mm-hmm. I'm editing right now. Uh-huh. And it'll take me another week to edit. <laughs> and that'll go up. And then tomorrow I'm recording with my friend Jonah an episode about K-pop. This is so exciting. I know. I feel good. And then I talked to Molly. I'm going to have oh, Molly Oh, for on. real. You're doing it good. Yeah. And I told her um, the kind of things I wanted to talk to her about. Yeah. And I have that going. So <clears throat> many big so things So here we go. I think after Jonah, I will... Um, post it on Instagram, and then it'll be out there. Yeah. And I will re... Thank you. Post. Also, thank you for your support on K-Love K-Pop. Yeah, you're welcome. That was so sweet of you. I just felt like, oh, the real ones. Everyone who messaged me... So I... We launched K-Love K-Pop recently on Instagram, and I posted on my Instagram, and a lot of people um, either followed us or Lizzie shared us on her page i like kept watching your followers increase like i would go to your we have like about a hundred on facebook really yeah wow so that's kind of fun but what was really sweet and i told you on this is that um my circle doesn't care about k-pop yeah so mike asked why i was reposting and i was like because i like nikki like they're but that's why that's what i gathered is that the people who ended up following us, there were people like friends who I could tie in why they were following the page. Like, either they were, you know, Vietnamese American, or mm-hmm. like they had been to Korea, or they were Korean. Mm-hmm. And when they liked it, I thought this makes sense. Yeah. And then there were people like Mike who followed us. <laughs> and I was like, that is an act of love because Mike doesn't care He's about He's so proud. Yeah, there were people like that. I would put yeah. you in that category. Thank you for... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I will say K-pop is... I know nothing. That's okay. Um, Listen to my podcast tomorrow with Jonah. I will. You'll learn something. Um, I know there's those, like, five guys. BTS. Yeah. Their middle schoolers love them. Um, so I know a lot about them because I would have a lot of middle schoolers tell me about them. Mm. Um. If we talk about K-drama, I will be a more avid... Yes. I would be more involved. We should do that, by the way. Yeah. But it's been a while for you, hasn't it? It has. It, I, it's probably been, like, two years. Maybe it'd be, like, a... a you, we both watch something, and then, yeah. like, in three, four months, when we're yeah. done with it, we can talk about it. Right. Okay. Anyways, I wanted to say thanks. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into our subject for today... Um, we had a whole different topic planned, and, um, about two days ago, was it, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, on my walk. (laughs) Yesterday I texted Lizzie and I was like, can we switch topics? But because, um, and I think it wasn't like canceling, I think we'll still do that one. Yeah. It just, I hadn't felt like I put in enough Research. I put in 100%. I put in minimal effort. Yes. Planning on putting in 115% effort 10 minutes before I show up here. Yes. So. And I think that with this this topic that we were planning on doing, I couldn't 
cram like that. Yeah, it is that topic that we will do. I think it'd be really cool to do. Yeah, I think we especially will. after this one. Right. Um. It yeah. It one hundred percent needs just more effort thought and yeah. And I feel like um, that's something that I want to stay away from on the podcast is talking about things that I have no knowledge or I don't know how to say it. No interest talking about when I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't want to put anything false out there. Right. I don't want to offend a community. So, we're going to postpone that. What? Can I pull your car a little bit back? Oh, my car? <laughs> we'll just stop it. <laughs> okay. We're back on. Yes. <laughs> so I um I decided yesterday on a topic that I felt like um I've always wanted to talk about and I feel like you are a good person to talk to about it because um I don't know much about your journey, but I also think that it's been a rich journey for you. Yes. So we're gonna talk about career paths, dreaming big, um, future career goals. But also not having any. And knowing that that's okay. Yeah, and that's what I want to get across. Yes. Um, so, we plan <clears> on some <throat> questions. First question, when you were a child, yes. what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I specifically remember in fifth grade wanting to be a judge and working with like what? within law or like the judicial system um I feel like we were pretty close in fifth grade and I didn't know that yeah I was we were, that was the year I was on the west wing yep our school was uh segregated in, yeah in wings I, I don't know even how they decided but four teachers were on one wing and four were on the other right and, and they never interacted ever and Lizzie and I were on separate wings yeah um, yeah, I really wanted to, um, just, like, yeah, work in the judicial system, and... Why did you want to, why? Like, um, where did you... I think, because I looked at that as an opportunity to serve and help people who may have been wronged, or, like... Interesting. And which is, yeah, which is interesting. It's kind of foreshadowing a little bit. Of my future. Yes. Yeah. And um, then, and it was because, a lot of it was because my dad was, um, worked with high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And the ones he worked with were kind of like the outcasts. And this was in the early 2000s. And the quote-unquote goth population Mm. was huge at the high school and my dad was just like yeah they're being kind of targeted for these crimes these like just petty like wrongdoings that are happening within the high school yeah interesting these kids who like look tough and because at our school maybe that was the easiest person to pin something on right because there's no people of color yeah I don't know no, how appropriate that is to say, but it's true. Just, if you want to say something and you want to retract it, you need to say, please, <laughs> please take this out, because then when I'm editing, <laughs> then I'll listen know. to that. But no, I agree, and I think it, it's very interesting how it's 
changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, like, I don't, I think people are still wrongly accused of things, but just in which population is accused of it. Right. And then especially just, like, with who, like, what the demographics of the town look like. So. And how you were able to pick up on that as, like, a fifth grader. Yeah. It's interesting. Very, very interesting. Um... Yeah, so, and that's the earliest thing I can remember, except for, like, being really little and knowing three jobs and being like, I want to be a vet and work with animals, which doesn't make sense because I I don't like animals. Yeah. I like dogs, and that's about it. let's let that be the first lie that people are taught Mm -hmm. in, in pursuing careers, is that there are these, like, glorified careers that they push on children. Right. And leading in, that is what... Like, I wanted to be a teacher. Right. When I was little. Because my mom was a teacher, and I could see it, and I knew what they did. And also, in all the children's TV shows, that was... There's teachers. There's teachers. There's doctors. There's vets. There's police officers. Right. There's firemen. There's... Yeah. Which, like, I think children are... They have a way larger capacity to understand um, other careers, jobs, than what we give them credit for absolutely 100 percent. i would agree with that so did you ever feel like like was that your overwhelming for many years or was it just you remember fifth grade i just remember fifth grade and into sixth grade i do remember it a little bit into middle school you didn't talk about that at all no did i talk about wanting to be a teacher I kind of just assumed you were going to be a teacher. Another lie <laughs> that we push on to children. But no, it makes sense. Um, yeah, and that's... Because then by, like, 7th or 8th grade, like, late middle school, early high school... But that's the next question. Let's go into it. No, 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 no. you oh. got to answer the first question. I did, teacher. Oh, yeah. That is my... my bad. Um, you'll see how much that... <laughs> That comes to play. This is a journey. This is this why is we're having this podcast. But I think that this is a, a good segue, especially if we want to kind of transition like year by year. Yeah. Because there comes a point in high school when you are so confronted with your future. Yeah. That Which is completely unnecessary. As far as like education and career yeah. wise goes, it is completely unnecessary to throw that at 17 and 18 year olds. Exactly. And I think that the bluntness of being thrown that when we were 17 or 18 and having to you know think about college or like Mm -hmm. any other track was that's that's I can't get behind that but what I think would have been so beneficial is even back in like elementary middle school the whole academic journey um learning about other careers Mm -hmm. assessing like why don't we do personality assessments like that we do now, like right. Enneagram like or Strengths Finder, Myers Briggs. Myers Briggs. Why don't we do that in elementary or, or middle school? Yeah, there might be a also would be reason. just so cool to see how that changes yes. between elementary school and middle school and high school. And then it gives you a vocabulary to talk about what you see yourself doing. Right. And I think we lacked that. Absolutely, absolutely. We are so deep on that. That was a good one. Um, but I feel so strongly about that because um, my what I wanted to be in high school was a teacher. Right. Like, I've, I've only ever wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. And that's, um, I and think for some people that's fine, but it has created problems for me. Yeah. I think, so for me, I guess I, like, started answering this, and then I was like, no, we're not there yet. Mm. Um, but for me, like, seventh 
grade-ish time. Up until... Gosh, junior year of high school, mm-hmm. I really wanted to be like a youth minister. Mm, and I could do that. I would, because I was like, oh my gosh, like, here are like, I just, I wanted to work with youth and I wanted to work with youth who like had just gone through something crummy and just needed that extra love and support. Mm hmm. Or even just believe something passionately. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a a concept for kids. Right. And that's where I kind of, like, started faltering. So maybe it was even, like, sophomore year of high school, right? It was like, this isn't, I don't want to do ministry. Mm -hmm. Because I just kind of was recognizing, I knew I didn't want to go to, um... Bethel or Northwestern. Like a Bible college. Yeah. That wasn't for me. And and then with, with that same attitude, I was kind of like, oh, if it's not for me, as someone who identifies as a believer, like, what does Where that mean like for that? people who c- couldn't care less about the Christian faith but still need love and support? And so my mindset really changed to, okay, rather than youth ministry, youth work. Working with youth, working in areas of need, whether that's like oppression or discrimination or poverty or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And being able to be my authentic self and just let that be a reflection that others can pick pick up on if they wanted to. That's so interesting. My goal was to serve others. My goal was not, and that's what I recognize, like my goal wasn't to tell people about Jesus. My goal was to serve others. And I wanted to do that in the broadest way that I could. Yeah. So I said, hey, social work, you look good. You look good to me. So (laughs) then I was, and then I went to social work. Did, was there any, um, did you ever talk with, like, the career counselors in high school? I didn't know we had any. See? Like, I did not either. Do we? We do. I, we have two. I talked to we did, a I mean. wonderful woman. I'm not, I'm not going to mention her name. Um, Just, like, a, the yeah, school, like I mean, the every school has like a counselor. A counselor, yeah. But we have career counselors. I don't, I have no idea who those would be. I know. Are they different than the counselors? Yeah, there's two of them. Okay. And they, they, I think the biggest um, thing that they do is like exit interviews, like senior yep. interviews. And I, I think I did it. I probably said, I want to go to Bethel be a teacher. Like, I don't yeah. remember. But I'm, maybe you didn't have to because you were already meeting maybe. with someone else. Like, maybe yeah, they split it up well, three ways. Maybe. Because I, I only saw the counselor freshman year like after my dad was arrested then I just went to the counselor for a year oh then maybe not I don't know why you didn't talk to them then right and maybe I didn't I just can't remember it maybe you did I know it was very unorganized no shade to um our previous high school but I remember being confused and like like I feel like what you just said seems very um established like I feel like it's very right I feel like and this is definitely my personality coming out just like 
walking in with confidence so that I don't need to deal with it. But yeah, you know, I like, probably did the same thing. Yeah. Even though I'm, I think I'm different than you in, in that way, but I, I mean, if I sat down and I said, I'm going to Bethel, I'm in, I'm going to be a teacher, right. what could they say? Yeah. Are you sure? And that's why I think that this, like, career exploration needs to happen way earlier. Right. Than senior year. Absolutely. And then reiterating, it's okay not to go to a four-year school. It's okay to go to trade school. Mm -hmm. It's okay to wait a couple years. Yes. Exactly. And evening the playing field, in a sense, career counselors, they have such a... Uh, an ability, an influence. And I just feel like maybe it was too back in the day, like it was too conservative that we didn't really honor different paths. Yeah. But I feel like we didn't honor different paths. Right. It could be so different now because I think yeah. that there is a little bit more understanding. Uh, yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree with that. I think. Yeah. I would agree with that. I'll just leave it at that. All right, great. Um, do you want me to move forward? I don't know if we want to talk more about college after number three. Oh, yeah. Where we decide, like, how our lives influenced. Yeah. Let's talk about that because it okay. goes back to um, high school high for school. you. Yeah. I think college for me, but we'll go high school. Yeah. So, go for it. So, we're doing, like, our, do we have any memories or inf- life yeah. influences that... Oh, should I say really quick what I'm doing with my life right now? You should, too. Yeah? Because I feel like... It needs explanation. Yeah. Or do we um, want to end it with that? Maybe we'll embed it into... I can cut this out. <laughs> maybe we can embed it into some of our answers when it comes applicable. Okay. So, like, I'll say that I, like, in my teaching career, when, right. it, when I talk about teaching. Yeah. Okay. So, let's just go into number three, Either. and then we'll hop back to the second part of number two. Perfect. I'm making this way harder for myself. Yeah, that's <laughs> So, any memories that stick out that could have clued us in t- into knowing what kind of careers we were going to end up in, or any life influences or life events that influence that as well? Huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so, honestly, like, I really look up to my dad, and I can, I just kind of recognize that now that even like in fifth grade and sixth grade when I wanted to be like um, a judge and a law yeah. and bring and even then a youth minister in a yeah sense. that was all because my dad was working with these kids does your dad listen to the podcast no but I'll tell him to you hi <laughs> hey Omar hey Omar it's been a few years um he so I guess I like yeah I just I always look to him um, and then freshman year, he was, freshman year of high school, oh, high school. He, he was, um, right away, it was like in October, he was arrested, um, for, he's a felon. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into the details about it. And, um, that I think is when my mindset started the seed of changing from youth minister to social worker that seed was planted but I don't think it grew a ton until end of sophomore year well you were probably processing every living thing on the planet so it's understandable that like my brain was shut down and also that 
things like mind shifts came from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest other factors besides my dad's arrest was how the church reacted to it. Uh Um, And absolutely like it was confusing for everyone. Uh Like he was a very influential person within the community um, and especially within the church. And then now he's behind bars for a pretty yeah. serious act that involved other people within the community that people knew. Yeah. Um, and and keep in mind that we come from a, a smaller town. Right. I mean, it's not like minuscule, but word spread. Yeah. And we also come from a small church. Right. Yeah. And so... Um, the, the factor, one of the other really big factors in this was people within the church would come up to me and, of course, like, just ask how I was doing. And this would be, you know, months down the road after the initial arrest. So, like, into, like, the winter time, December, January, February-ish yeah. time. And... Probably when people gained courage right, to talk to Right, to talk you. about it. And... I remember two different people who I really looked up to. They they asked how I was doing, and I gave probably my BS answer. Like, I wasn't doing well, but I probably said I was. Um, and they had asked if I had forgiven my dad and the other people involved. And I said, nope. <laughs> I haven't. And we were in high school. And it's hard to reiterate. Right. I was, I had just turned 15 years old. And um, they, both of these individuals, and this was two separate occasions. It's not like they like yeah. hounded me together. Um, But they both were like, oh, you really should, you need to forgive them. And I think it's time that you need to do that. And I, that was when I kind of was like, hmm, what, like, I, it just, I didn't like that. Yeah. You didn't like the, the feeling, the vibe. Right. Where it was coming from. Right. And that played into me when serving others, it, as a social worker, it is on Literally, like, our number, the very first thing listed in our code of ethics is primacy of the client's interest, meaning their interests come first, mm-hmm. not what I think. I can certainly, like, if they reach out and want suggestions on anything, like, I will give my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in that moment, I was like, why I'm not there yet and you're telling yeah. me I need to be there. Oh gosh, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And it took 9 years for me to get there for others involved. Like yeah. So that was I think a really um Is that when you the nudge into yeah, out of youth ministry and into social work. Uh-huh. Um because I didn't want to f- follow the rules per se of what it means to be a youth minister because with social work we got a code of ethics they're kind of flexible Mm -hmm. and 
and it's very different. They're very, it's just two very different. Yeah. And if you were to be a youth leader, no matter what, and I think it could be the same for social work, but no matter what you are not, I don't want to offend, but bound to the confines of the church's overarching philosophies, values. Right. Which can completely vary from church to church Mm -hmm. and from. Yeah. I'll be about fit. Yeah. And with the code of ethics for social work, it's a national thing. I re- if I mm-hmm. if someone reports me, I report to, in I have to report to top people in Minnesota because mm-hmm. each state is different as far as licensing, and then and that's it. That's interesting. And because I feel like you could, and you identify that you would just thrive in a different in that kind of environment. Yeah, because that's how you. Are. Right. You would enjoy that. You would probably be a better professional. Right. So yeah, that those were the two biggest like life event, and then minuscule what seem like very minuscule events or mm-hmm. factors that actually had a pretty significant impact mm-hmm. on it on my decision. Um, kind of on another note. Also, growing up, you are always kind of the more tough one, in a way. Between the two of us. Between the two of us. Yeah. And that's saying a lot, because I am very soft. But um, (laughs) I would always, like, even when we went abroad together and different things, like, I remember you being very calm, even when things were, like, going crazy. Right. Like, when we were in the Philippines, and we were at that market, and, like, somebody literally got shot down the road from us. Right. And then... There's that picture of you and I. <laughs> <laughs> our are like. We're trying to find this. My dad takes a picture of us. We're freaking out. We are. Our smiles. But we're smiling. Are like. Just like. Because we have. You and I. I'm tooting our own horns. We have beautiful smiles. Like just big full smiles. These are like flat across our face. Yeah. Our eyes are like wider than they need to be mm-hmm. and our eyebrows are we're just like oh my gosh are you are you are you are, are, we, are you okay are you, have you been shot <laughs> are we safe but what i remember is that you were you, like you and i were like oh my gosh what just happened but you were always like okay like, let's go let's just keep let's, going let's go let's go yeah and um i think that there's a lot of different examples like that that are across like when we were growing up together where social work just kind of makes sense based on your personality yeah. and what i know about you it seems like you have like this is this should be my affirmation but, uh, <laughs> because that's what I, I see and like I don't know if I would be able to myself be a social worker just because I don't think I have as tough uh, as a strict a mindset as I should and I think that would fail some of my clients yeah it's it's interesting because like I'm someone who, when things get heated between myself and loved ones, I'm the first person to cry. Mm. And then I am dealing with someone who has a knife to their throat, and I'm like, okay, See, the fact that you can say that and be so calm (laughs) is something I could never do. So I think, um, and I knew you throughout the entire our entire childhood yeah and I knew you when you wanted to be a judge and when you wanted to be a youth minister and um it all makes sense in your progression right and how fun that you have that progression because I literally 
teacher, 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 teacher. Yeah. The whole time. Almost because I paid no mind to anything else. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that, like, why do you think you didn't pay any attention to anything else? Um, I, I think that my skills work well in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I recognize that from a young age because I was in my mom's classroom so often. Yeah. And I also saw, like, I have... 12 years of experience watching scene modeling yeah teachers and I never did poorly in school like I felt mm-hmm. like I was on top of things and it just felt like this has the most benefits and the biggest match to me and I believed that yeah like I didn't think that there was anything else right no and I remember I guess these are my these are my affirmations for you Thank now. You, bring it on. Is that like I remember? So we would we were always in the same classes, especially in high school, um, just because we were always in the same advanced classes. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember math because, like, mm-hmm. while we were in advanced classes, I felt like you were succeeding and I was <laughs> floundering, but we were in the same math advanced math right. class. And I just remember asking. Like, telling you, like, I don't get this. Mm-hmm. Help me. Did I help you? And you would help me. I did? Yeah. Wow. And and it it was always, and I mean, I'm both of us are very biased in this because it was, like, our friendship. Yeah. But also you were like, yeah, like, this is how, like, and you would just lay it out for me. Probably. On the rare occasions that I did ask for help because I was also yeah. like, I don't want to show people And on the rare I'm occasions struggling. where I really knew what I was talking about because right. those were, there were a couple days. math classes that we both we both struggled in it was hard but I mean that was all that I knew and in our hometown mm-hmm. there like if you had told me to name like four specific business people and what they do I wouldn't have been able like I could say yeah. my dad works at a credit union right but I can't think of anything I didn't even yeah. know that there were like people working in businesses in Cambridge like it just glossed mm-hmm. over me right so I just didn't pay no mind. Yeah. And I thought, I get my summers off. Cool. Right. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm in school social work. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so is there any other life events that you want to discuss or any memories? Um, this is just another affirmation for you that's kind of funny about <laughs> being like you can still be successful despite struggling. Mm. And it was in 10th grade. Oh, gosh. In Mr. Poppins' math class. Oh, no. Because I'm not hating on any teachers in this because Mm. it's about me. Yeah. And that class was a struggle. I don't remember. It was a struggle for me. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Algebra? College algebra. College algebra, maybe? Who knows? And I got a C in that class, which was the lowest math grade I had ever gotten. Right on. And I, like, I passed. I'm good. I'm fine. (laughs) And bless Mr. Poppins' heart, he let me retake so many tests. Still ended up with a C, but he let me retake (laughs) so many tests. Yeah. Me too. And I remember two years later, Michelle, your aunt, came up to me (laughs) and she was like, Lizzie... Nikki told me about your time. She told me and your cousin. Oh, yeah. About your struggles with Mr. Poppins' class. And Katie just feels so much better. And I was like... Why is that an affirmation of me? Because you you. were encouraging Katie despite 
her oh. feeling like she wasn't doing well. I don't know. That but was a hard class. Your comparison was me who had gotten a C and was doing fine and was going to go to college and life was... You were. You did fine. Still Those things are so important in the moment and like looking back, right. we can laugh about it. Yeah. But it hurts so bad in the moment. Yeah. So, so the affirmation is you are very encouraging. And come up with great examples. I think we're going to skip the affirmation question that we have planned for the end because I have one more for you. <laughs> I'm just going to go back and forth. This whole podcast is just... No, you are beautiful. <laughs> you are so successful. I'm... We both are like in the trenches right now. So right. this is just lifting us up. Yeah. But what I want to say is because I kind of highlighted you as a very tough person, which I think you are, and it, it makes sense for your career. But also you are like... A seriously very empathetic person and I will you're not gonna be making that face after oh. <laughs> she was giving me this aww face because we would watch so many different uh, movies TV shows and you would ball ball I yes you would true. ball yes. and sometimes I feel like um you would feel bad when I wasn't crying because you were crying so yeah. bad. And we had this thing where we would cry together. But honestly, like, we felt those things so hard when we were in high school. Yes. And I think it kind of applies to who you are now. Not that you cry every time, but because right. you can you can shift your perspective to someone else and, be, and recognize this is unsafe, this is not right. okay, you are lacking this in your environment. Like, those are the things... I won't say we picked up on it from, like, high school watching movies. But, but it's the, there's some influence it's there, It's the for clearest sure. way that I can see it from you. Thanks. And in a lot of our life events, like, we cried a lot. We, we are criers. We, yeah. And to be fair, like, we had some pretty significant things happen as well. Like, with our yes. best friend in middle school and their yeah. car accident. Lots and, of car accidents. Yeah. And just unfortunate stuff going on. Yeah. But also, when you needed to be on, you were on. Yeah. And I recognize that. Okay, Thanks. let's move on. Yep. <laughs> that was taking- no more affirmations. We're no. done with that. We're done with that. Okay. <clears throat> so, did... I'm going to talk about my life event later. Okay. As, as of this point, I still wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. And did it influence where I went to college? No. I always... Like a teacher, I always knew I was going to be at Bethel. Right. And that was fine with me, and I think it was the best transition from high school to college because it felt like home to mm-hmm. me because I had spent so much time there before. Yeah, and I was completely like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, so and I didn't... that's not what I experienced, Yeah, which is fascinating and fine. Yeah. But they have a good education program, and I thought, I don't know, because who I am right now would have rather you know, got out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But at the point when I was, like, making this huge life decision, I just mm-hmm. thought, okay, I'm going to do what my family thinks I'm going to do. Right. And I don't regret it, and I'm going to love it. And I did. I mm-hmm. had a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. Did it – you started – you wanted to go to U of M for a while. I did, and they didn't have a social work undergrad program. Mm. Is and, that why? Uh-huh. I felt like we didn't – know that that is the for you only reason why i didn't go to the u for my undergrad hmm. but then i just decided to go to grad school and i and then i went and then you went to u of m and then i life was good yeah how did you find 
where you went to college? Um, my mom told me I had to visit at least one other school. Oh, really? Yeah. You chose that one? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. It's out of state. That's why I say it like that. Right. Well, sort but of. Sort of. It's, it's on, like on the border. Ten miles over the border. Um, but I did. I had read good things about their social work program as well. And um, it was far enough away where I didn't feel like I was at home. Close enough where I could go home. And, yeah. We definitely, as a friend group, overestimated how far your college was. Because now I feel like having been back and living kind of close to the border, it's not that bad. It is 25 minutes from where we are sitting right now. And I definitely was like, I can't go to Lizzie. She's an hour away. (laughs) So dumb. Anyway, (sighs) so we both went to college. Did you ever even consider not going to college yeah or like taking a gap year no because I had I was so far ahead because I had done all the college courses in high school Mm -hmm. and so I think I just felt like I'm this far ahead now let's just keep going yeah and I just thought this is the next step for me yeah okay um this Number four. <laughs> Were there any moments or seasons that made us second guess our career, specifically in college, right? Yeah. Do you want to go first? I can. I mean, I stuck with my career. Right. Um. So I don't know if that influences it can be how whatever. you want to answer, or if you how when you want to answer. Sure. I'll think about it. What do you okay. talk? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> So I, this was junior year of college, and mm-hmm. I was in a class where we had to do mock interviews. I can't remember. I don't think it was for like therapy or anything. It was just how you would interview a client, maybe motivational interviewing. Possibly. I can't remember because okay. I hated this memory so much. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, we had, we had two opportunities to do it. hmm And essentially, it was like trial and error. Do it once, see how you did, do it a second, second time to get a higher grade. Mm-hmm. And that was just like the way it was. That wasn't even an, like, the second one wasn't even an option. It was you will be doing it again to get a better grade. Mm. Um, our professor was just confident in like knowing that none of us would do spectacular okay um but (laughs) I went and I was with a friend and or like a classmate and we had planned out what the topic would be and whatever and we did it Mm -hmm. and I don't know I don't remember the time frame between like when we did it, when the professor saw it, and then when we talked about it as a class. Um, But I remember the day we talked about it, and the professor, and this professor is brilliant. I love him. He is so supportive. Like, we're friends on Facebook, and he still, like, encourages our life decisions Mm -hmm. that are, that involve social work, and other just big life things. And he's, but he is 
really hard. Like he tough teacher. He is a tough professor. Not even not necessarily for grading, but like if you're gonna be in a tough profession, you're, I'm gonna make you tough individuals, sort of. Person. In the moment, I would hate that. Coming out of it, maybe I would like. Yeah. It. So he, I remember he's sitting like half sitting on a stool. And I can literally picture him right now. And he oh. goes, so we're going to talk about your mock interviews. And you, I, you already finished your interview? Round one. Okay. And I was sitting at my table with my close friends, and I cracked a joke. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, mine was not good. Oh, no. And he goes, you're damn right, Lizzie. Yours was <gasps> fucking terrible. Yours was the worst one in the class. <gasps> Straight face. And I... Like, just fell silent. The whole class was probably The silent. whole class was silent. And then he, like, called out on someone else and said that how, like, not good theirs was. But it wasn't the worst one in the class. And I left class that day. And I went to my room. And um, I texted. <laughs> Gosh, was it Mariel? Or maybe it was, like, some other social workers. And I was like, I think I'm dropping out. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know if I meant for this. Like, if I can't talk to a person, how am I, I supposed to do this? I feel like the prickliness when you feel like embarrassed yeah, I feel and like, cold. like ashamed and just like. Ugh. And it, the thing was, it was I didn't feel that as a call out or a shame from the professor. I felt it as like, oh my gosh, like I can do so much better, and. Like, I felt it as a... Like a, all right, let's do this. You think I can do Not it? necessarily like a motivational, because I, I genuinely thought about, like, am I even in the right major? Oh, my gosh. But this like, was your junior year? Junior year. Like, I was done the next year. I was done in yeah. 12 months, 10 months. Um, but it was more just, like... It was more that I had disappointed this professor, who I had looked up to. I had him for multiple classes every single semester like he was the dean of the students or whatever um and I was just like this is it well what happened after well I stayed in the program didn't drop out did the second interview much better wrote a paper on like how it went what could have been better yeah um you just like didn't talk about it again with the professor no, the, like he graded it, my second one, and just said, much better. And your relationship didn't change with him? Not at all. So do you think that he was doing that as like an example to the class? Or do you think he really thought you did the worst? I don't know. Like it wasn't uh, good, but awful. like hearing those exact, like those are his words verbatim, exactly what he said. And I was just like. That is so much more um Confrontative, yeah. word. Con Conf- confrontive. Confrontive. Confrontational. Confrontational <laughs> than mine. Mine are way more softer. Right, but I feel like yours had a bigger impact. Yeah. I think mine was just like this singular moment of. That's awful, though. But did you ever? Besides that, you never really doubted it. No. Your program probably didn't give you much room to doubt. Nope. You were... I was very close to the end. Yeah. And it was funny because at the end of when we graduated, 
this professor in particular brings the entire social work graduating class mm-hmm. um, out for drinks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, let's talk about the last four years. It's been the same 20 people. Let's hear it. And I like raised my hand and I was like, here we go, professor. Oh, did you? And I told him and his response was, yeah, I'm not often wrong. And I probably wasn't wrong then. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, no, you probably weren't. But I thought about dropping out. And he was like, yeah, I knew you wouldn't do that. And I was like, oh, they always say that now. Right. That's so awful. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, it's fine. It's funny now. College is like a weird experience of like many, many of those types of con- confrontations, but like packed into a really fun like, experience. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very yes. hard to identify a lot of times. But anyways, my my moments or life events or seasons that made me second guess my career. Um, I entered Bethel as an English literature teacher which is um basically like a miss anderson or like a oh barb yeah some good english teacher the teachers yeah. english teachers are always usually pretty good yeah absolutely and so i entered that actually i was elementary education with like an emphasis in english so i could teach upper levels if i wanted mm-hmm. to but only in english okay and i the first semester i took all general so things were fine second semester i had one class class British literature is it still freshman year this is still fresh this is my spring and moral of the story it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life British literature British literature that's like the scarlet letter yeah it's like Shakespeare I don't even know anymore Shakespeare's British that's like plays it was more like um Jane Austen oh I love Pride and Prejudice that's my favorite book yeah, I don't. Charles that was Dickens. My first. Yes, that would, that would do it. I'm just like trying to like. I'm just spewing my knowledge. You were like right me now. entering that class, thinking I know everything about <laughs> English literature. But uh, what I didn't know is that uh, English lit people majors mm-hmm. have a certain vibe to them, mm. typically, and they were in love with these words. They got it. They would quote it. They would like. The professor was also very, like, hip English professor. Mm. They loved him, but he was very sarcastic. Not my vibe. Yeah. I hated it because it was so hard for me. I failed every quiz. And so finally I called my dad and I was like, I think I'm going to drop this class. Which to me was, like, big. That is, yeah. It's a W on your transcript. Right. And for coming from individuals who... Don't fail. Didn't have to put in a ton of effort yes, to do well exactly. in school. It was hard. Yeah. And I recognized it and I just thought, this is taking away from what I want to value right now, which is like friends and right. stuff. So I dropped it. And I double majored in ESL um, education, which is just teaching English to speakers of other languages. Yeah. K through 12, which means I could teach in a school. So I never, I didn't um, second guess what kind, like if I wanted to be a teacher or not, but I did second guess what kind of teacher. Yeah. And I think that persisted my entire um, college career. Yeah. Um, and then I went abroad. <laughs> that would be probably the largest life of it. Just because I came back and I've had a whole different set of values. Yeah. 
I knew it, and I was like, wow, there's an entire world out there. Mm-hmm. There's probably more to do than just be a teacher. Yeah. And also, teaching never excited me. Like, I wasn't passionate about it. I just thought I could be good at it. Right. And I found out after I got back from Korea that I could not be in a career that I did not at my core enjoy. Right. Which makes which makes sense. sense. Yeah. But also really hard for, like you said, people who are very used to succeeding. Yeah. Or not trying very hard and succeeding. Yeah. Um, and I, I was a junior, like you. So I remember calling my parents when I got back from Korea the semester after. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I... Would that have been fall of junior year? Yeah. Which is such a bad time. And I told them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop LN, and I'm going to major in Asian studies. Do you know this about me? No, I didn't even know you majored in English lit did for you? a hot second. Oh, really? And maybe I did, because that was probably right not. out of high school, but... You probably didn't even know that Bethel had an Asian studies in my no, I major. I but I told them, I was like, this is what I'm, like, I'm so interested in this. Yeah. And, like, I, you've seen me. I I really am very interested. You are, this is the longest passion you have had. Yes. That you can, like, put effort into continuously growing in. Yes. That was way better said than I could ever <laughs> do. But I was like, one, mom, dad, I recognize that what's coming is going to be really hard in my um, academic journey. Yeah. Student teaching, whatnot. Um, and I don't think I have a passion for it. Here's what I do have a passion for. And it was late at night, and they told me, go to bed, wake up, and decide. And I woke up and decided, okay, I'm going to stay in my current track. Oh. So that was another clue. And then um, you probably – social workers and teachers in college have very interesting setups of courses. Okay. Like, I was constantly in classrooms. You were probably constantly... At Bethel, the social workers are constantly at internships and practicals. Um, just my senior year. Are you kidding? Mm-mm. Ours, at Bethel, they start, like, sophomore year. Mm-mm. And I think it's awful. Just senior year? Okay, then maybe it was just at Bethel. But yeah. I remember at, I was in a classroom every semester I was at college, except for abroad and one other one. Okay. And... I would go to the classroom, sit in there, talk to students. I would do a lesson, um, but I hated it. Mm -hmm. And my roommate, who was also in education, also hated it. Mm -hmm. We thought we hated it because we had to get up early, like early, school early. Yeah. Dress nice, leave campus in the winter, which are all awful things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In hindsight, um, my roommate, ex-roommate, and I have talked about it since we both just didn't like the classroom setting yeah and i recognize that now but then couldn't couldn't place it interesting which is why when i i in my current career i talk to a lot of students who are in the midst of this kind of tension Mm -hmm. but they don't know if they love it and i tell them like if there's any inkling in your heart that this is not for you look into it talk to someone Explore other options. Right. Because I graduated with a degree in something that, one, doesn't lend itself well to other mm-hmm. careers. It's pretty specific. Very specific. And two, I'm not currently in it. Right. So I, I just, I don't feel like I wasted my experience in college, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like if I had 
started earlier. Right. It goes back to why do we throw this on 17-year-olds? Yes. Or even college freshmen. Right. It is okay, anyone who is listening who is not in college yet, to declare yourself as an undecided major. Oh my gosh. It's okay in sophomore year. Mm-hmm. It's okay to think, you know what, I'm going to be undecided for a long time. I'm not even going to go to college until yeah. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. If I if I had come from a culture or perspectives that affirmed gap years, mm-hmm. I potentially would have done that after I came back from Korea. Yeah. But I've been in the this, in this system for so long that it kind of, it just, it promotes, okay, here's your next step. Right. Here's your next and step. And coming from families who like tradition in that Mm -hmm. your entire family went to Bethel Mm -hmm. so you did Mm -hmm. and you did what and you did it in the time frame that was expected of you yeah I come from a family that also went to Bethel and Mm -hmm. not going was Was big. big for many people not just the family but like people at church and they were like you're not going to Bethel what do you Going to yeah, our hometown like feeds these Bible colleges. Yeah, and uh, it's hard. So I can't imagine then taking a break. Yeah, well, I didn't if, even know it was an option. Right, it it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't listed in our choices. We had one choice. Exactly, and in hindsight, if I had taken the gap year, I wouldn't have been placed with my roommate who I loved I wouldn't have met you going probably there's so so many good things that came out of this so I can't regret right but I do think that in the future there needs to be a better uh, emphasis placed on other options yeah that's fine absolutely okay so let's move on from that that was a good one that's gonna lead that knowledge will help us later yes (laughs) for both of us so um what was the largest difference in from college courses and like college instruction mm-hmm. versus working our first real job in the field that we graduated in in social work nothing is black and white it's not like mm-hmm. in math where 2 plus 2 will always equal 4 mm-hmm. um we learn about theories and mm-hmm. when when a person is behaving in a certain way you know delve into these areas because it's likely this which is an example of this theory wow. like it's all because humans aren't the same and will never be the same i would copy and paste everything you just said for myself because we both work with humans. With humans, yeah. Oh, that's our that's our entire that's, job. Exactly. And you can learn. So I think like leaving undergrad, like graduating with my bachelor's in social work, I left thinking I could figure people out because of theories. And then hmm. it, it just in like... Um, not necessarily figure them out, but, like, serve them better because of the theories that I knew. Interesting. 
And then I served people, worked with people, and I was like, I don't remember any single theory. And also, (laughs) even if I did, I have to grab from 15 different theories to explain what's going on in this individual's life. Yeah. And so, like, throughout my four years, absolutely, we were taught that social work is gray. Okay. And I think... Perhaps they emphasize this, and I completely missed it, but there are a million shades of gray. And that's what I had a hard time... Are there 50 shades of gray? There are. That's what I've heard. (laughs) 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 And that's what I had a hard time, like, transitioning with, is, yeah, I know this isn't supposed to be explained, but it should be explained, like... I should have a theory for this. Not, I mm-hmm. shouldn't be grappling at 15 to figure out what's going on. And did you ever feel like you were... Did you ever struggle with having to explain... Because all of your knowledge is coming from, like, these theories. Mm-hmm. Is, was it ever hard to find a way to communicate those theories to a way that either your client or, like, other social... Not other social workers, but people who aren't in the field could understand? Um... Because that would be really hard for me. Yeah, I would say, I would say yes. And I, because not necessarily to my clients, but in conversations with others, like consultation, hmm. um, just not, not even consultation, but speaking with people who weren't social workers and explaining to them like, yeah, I, I, I know they had... For example, I know they had a knife at their throat, but taking into consideration this, this, and this. Mm. And a whole other notebook full of things that you don't know about and I can't speak of Mm -hmm. that also play into this. So, like, explaining human behavior to people who haven't studied human behavior is very challenging. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, In my first real job... As a teacher, um, the biggest difference I think I saw is that teaching can't be broken down into even a four-year program. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Um, So all the things that we learned and all the stuff in college, in my college classes, was like the necessities. Mm -hmm. Like I had to learn this stuff to either get licensed or Mm -hmm. to survive. Um, But then I remember thinking my first week on the job oh my gosh as a teacher there is never an end point you are constantly learning Mm -hmm. constantly trying to better your teaching skills right there are going to be different things put in place by people you don't know that you that change your entire job that you just can't prepare for in college right and i think that goes kind of with what you were saying is I was dealing with those thoughts of, like, I didn't learn this. This is Mm -hmm. such a gray area. I don't know how to deal with any of this. With 30 living humans looking at me like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And that was was something I just feel like I... I I don't know if it's my... It's not even the college's fault. I feel like you can't prepare yourself for that. Absolutely. I think that... I don't know. I Because I, I agree completely. And I kind of, I have this, like, fuzzy memory of my professor telling me, like, 
we're essentially just giving you the life jacket and we're throwing you out into the ocean. Yeah, they said that to teachers too. Sort yeah. Of. And uh, to be fair, they were right. Yeah. I learned a lot more on my own than I did in school, yeah. but it's it's I think the preparation of like give me the life jacket but also prepare me for when you're gonna throw me yeah I think that's what it comes down to Mm -hmm. and learning to cope with changes and learning to yeah it's those skills that aren't almost in a textbook right you have to even necessarily like related to what you're going to school for yes but you still need to know in order to succeed which I think in your career it could be another similarity between social workers and teachers where I'm a teacher, but I'm acting as a mom, mm-hmm. a, a social worker, a counselor, mm-hmm. a therapist, right. a doctor. Probably similarity, social workers are asked to be teachers and right. moms and, and X, Y, and Z. To be, yeah, to care for all of these kids. Living humans. Yeah. So I think that's also in my first job where I recognized that I don't have a passion for it, mm-hmm. but also that I could be in a career that is not structured in this way. That's yeah. not school. I could be doing something else right. that I enjoy. And maybe that looks like sitting in an office, which some college students that I work with, they're like, I could never. Mm-hmm. I could never sit in a cubicle. But I really enjoyed my cubicle <laughs> after I quit my job. Right. Because that was exact. That was so interesting that I could go to the bathroom when I wanted to. Like, eat those little things. I realized my first year of teaching, but I also think that my first year, they say that first year is the worst, always. Mm -hmm. But I I lacked, um, there were outside influences and internal influences that um, were not the best. Right. And that also impacted it. So it wasn't just teaching. Right. I think it was just the whole situation I was in. But I will stand by this 1,000%, a million percent, I, God put me at that school so I could quit. Yes. Isn't that interesting? A thousand percent. I would, because I, this Because is then topic. you would, you would be, if Everything. you were at a school that, with a different experience, but still not um, great. If I stuck it out. Yeah. You I'd would continue to stick yes. it out. Yes. I'd probably and still be there. sucks. Like, it, sucking it, it up for a everything. long time is not fun. No. And, and the way that, because I had two job offers, and I had to decide that night, and I picked one, and I felt good about it. Yeah. But when I was going through this awful experience, I kept being, being like, why, God, did you let me pick this obviously wrong school? Right. Um, in hindsight, I had to be in that job to quit, to be in my current job, to be promoted, to be, to be living the life you want to be yes. living with joy and not i'm putting up with this yes isn't that fascinating that is really interesting so um that kind of is a off-topic rant i'm sorry no but that's good that answers the question that we yeah just it does. did well then this next question is a good lead-in you can read it yeah uh what is a common struggle for teachers slash social workers that we experience in our first job do you understand what I meant by that? Uh, no, so you should answer first. Okay. You asked me this before we started, yeah. and I just nodded along <laughs> yeah. with you. Yeah. So, you know. What I was thinking about when I was writing this question um, is that 
teachers and social workers are um, very um, multifaceted professionals. Yes. But um, society often limits them to, they call teachers babysitters, things like that. Yep. And I am curious if there's a struggle or like something in the social work world that you go, ugh, like this again, but it's like very true. Yeah. So in my experience, teachers, um, there's like we are, like I said, they ask us to be moms, doctors, Mm -hmm. therapists, counselors, all of it. And that's kind of like the, ugh, you call us babysitters? Right. We do all of these things. We parent your children, things like that. And when I was in my teaching job, I felt like the only advocate that those kids had in that school. Mm -hmm. And so when people say like, oh my gosh, I have an answer for you and it's going to work so well. Oh my, okay, go for it. Okay, just go No, finish your thought. No, go for it. Okay, because... My, the biggest, and this is, and this is for me personally, as someone who, like, you hear it a million times, social workers are not in it for the money. Neither are teachers for that matter. Yeah, amen to that. Um, we're there because we want to be there, and schools don't have social workers. The school we went to didn't have a social worker. Yeah. The school we went to, I cannot speak on our counselor's education, but I was never, after my dad was arrested, I was never asked about my mental health and how I was doing. I was only asked about, uh, are you That's... keeping up in school? Like, how's school? And I remember one time saying, well, I suck at math, but I'm doing fine. Like, that was my response because I was just holding in all this anger and being like, why aren't you asking me questions that are important to me? Yes. And that, I mean, that could be because it was a really sensitive topic. Like, the we were the headlines of the newspaper. Like, you know, like I understand if that came into play. But for me, it's we need social workers in school so teachers don't have to be the babysitters and the parents. And yes. the nurses. I Amen. shared something on Instagram I, weeks ago. And it's the number of students. I can't remember if they numbered it in students or if they numbered it in schools. But then, either way, the numbers were outstanding and heartbreaking. But there are schools without social workers. Like, we went to one. There are yeah. schools without psychologists. I'm not sure if we went to one. There are yeah. schools without nurses. Yes. And that, for me, and I'm not saying I want social workers to take on the role. Like, just like the teachers don't want to take on all these extra roles. But I think social workers want to be able to take off some of the roles that teachers are taking on because it, the students deserve more than that. And the teachers are burning out because yeah. they're doing so much and they feel like they need to do so much. And that goes to saying a lot of support staff. Absolutely. Like, I think the notion of traveling um, teachers or specialists is, is mind-boggling because I traveled mm-hmm. and it was so draining. Yeah. So asking someone who who's whole career is rooted in like draining topics like very emotional topics to then go to each different school three times a day and have to be on like that's that's really hard yeah for the emotional state of the social worker or specialist yeah completely completely so then there's a correlation in just uh lack of funding right (laughs) between right another podcast another podcast we have to do our research on that (laughs) yeah 
never mind. Won't be another podcast. <laughs> yeah. We don't do research. <laughs> we just chat. It's gotten this far. <laughs> okay, let's do the next one. Okay. Um, we kind of already talked about this. Yeah, like with the affirmations. and. I will just... Um... Do you want to read the question? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what are... I, I have... Really oh, do, bad. You, do you want me to read yeah. the question? <laughs> Can you read it? Uh, what qualities, strengths, or characteristics in ourselves do we see fitting well into our future or dream career? Um, I will start because I am now in a career that I really love. I work at the Bible college that we talked about <laughs> um, as an international um, study abroad type of advisor. Also wear a lot of hats there. Um that is the job that I took to leave my last job, and mm-hmm. I've been there for like a year and a half. Love it. I really like that career. And so what I noticed first, in my soul, I have such a passion for like study abroad. Mm-hmm. I lived it, and I understand the process, the fears, the everything. Mm-hmm. I know how it impacts future careers. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm such an advocate. Yeah. And that's so important. Yes. Because in my last career, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, didn't have The passion that. wasn't there. Yeah. And so now everything that I do, is, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of college students, so undergraduate students, and... And they will see that you're enjoying your job. Well, they, they see that, and they see that study abroad is attainable, and it's worth it. Yeah. And that's what I think I do the best at, is um, I really won't push you on any country that's what I kind of work with so if someone comes in they're like I want to go to Tanzania I'm like okay like let's get you there yeah and that's so fun to me it's so fun to me that I'm kind of in a I don't know where it's going to take me right because where what I'm currently doing is like it was my dream job yeah when I was in college this was my dream job yeah but it also doesn't have a lot of room for growth like I've already grown right since being there and they're the only next step for me in my career is like a dean mm-hmm. of international studies and that's like you need your PhD PhD yeah and also to be at a university well there's only like seven eight universities in the area and I haven't attended those schools right it's very um isolating mm-hmm. so I don't know exactly where I'm going with it but I what I do know is that my dream job does involve something that deals with international education yeah I was gonna say you're like a travel agent but for education yes it's so fun I love it (laughs) I love it so much and I think we can get into this later but um my what people don't understand is that I'm so content being here yeah and that's good (laughs) like that makes me happy to hear that yeah because I took the my teaching job was really nice um compared to other first year teachers it's like glamorous Mm -hmm. like it was a good district right um and i took a significant pay cut and things like that i work summers now like the benefits don't exactly line up right and so people didn't quite get it but i and they often ask me like what are you gonna do next and it's like i don't know and right now i don't really need to yeah so that's not really qualities or strengths it's just the passion yeah and i think there is the the strength in that is recognizing that being happy is so much 
more than like fitting within this status quo or this box or whatever like Mm -hmm. being happy and content is is for you yeah and that's it and learning to recognize who you are your in you know yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can prioritize your happiness yeah in a way because I really thought in college okay put your head down and work Mm -hmm. in my my life I'm gonna just work a job where I put my head down and work mm-hmm. but I just like realized that it can be so much better than that so yay I know right that's, that's so exciting so love it oof okay hard to follow that one yeah yep I will say so this is I think this has actually been kind of a recognizable little journey for me because after I left my undergrad, the internship that I had been at hired me on. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was fine. Wasn't my favorite. The pay wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But I liked the my clients. I didn't interact a lot with my coworkers cuz it was a very like one-on-one in client home sort of job. Mm-hmm. And it was all with adults and then I dipped out of that because my loans kicked in and I was like hey your pay rate's not sufficient there and um and there were some and there were some other things as well um that just it wasn't for me anymore and then my second job also was with adults and it was kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum so like Everyone who I'd worked with previously, it was individual work um, with their services. And then I went to the opposite end, behind the scenes, making sure that these people got their services. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was a, I was a case manager. And that was that was a cubicle job. And I was like, I don't like my cubicle. Mm-hmm. I thought I would because mm-hmm. I didn't have one before and yeah. I didn't like it. I don't think I would like it now either. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, and But then I also... Within, like, four months, like, life got crazy for me. And, like, we moved to our current home, which needs so much attention. I started grad school three months earlier than I was expecting to. We could... This is our last podcast. Pause now. Go listen to the podcast. Yes. Episode three? Three. Episode three. Yeah. And then... Um, ba, ba, ba. oh, and then my, this is the reason, this is the reason I told them I quit, but my dad was diagnosed with cancer and, oh yeah, yeah. And so like life just went nuts really fast. And yeah. so I was like, I'm in a job that I don't really like it's love. Not worth- yeah. If despite the pay, yeah. I'm just going to go back to Buffalo Wild Wings, make it through grad school and then figure life out. Mm-hmm. And it was in grad school when I interned at a middle school that I really was like, oh my gosh, I miss kids. Mm-hmm. I miss how young and dumb and moldable they are, but how real they can be. Mm-hmm. And um, we had such, I went away from kids. Like yeah. I, and you went into it. Yeah. In a weird way. I don't like adults, can't stand them, much rather be with kids yeah I agree with that um and so my internship was great 
and I got hired at the middle school. My internship at the middle school was great, and I got hired there. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't started yet because it's not school season. Yeah. So tune in next year. Fingers crossed. Then and you'll hear about whether or not I like it. Mm-hmm. But that's like kind the school of, setting, I should say. Yeah. I I can see you liking it. I'm worried that like we talked about, you're gonna be stretched so thin. Mm-hmm. Because there's one. You're the one. I'm the one for 850 students. See, that is insane. Insane. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of pandemic. Yeah. Are we going to be in the school? I don't know. Oh my gosh, you're going to be like telehealth. I'm so glad. Like, I would not have applied for this job had I not interned there. Mm. I guarantee almost 100% that I would still be at Buffalo Wild Wings until the pandemic was over Mm. because I wouldn't want to start a new job. Oh my gosh. Via distance learning or distance, whatever it is. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how there's so many things that affect our lives that we don't know about, so we just make decisions as best we can? Right, and we hope for the best, and we wing it, and it's so stressful. (laughs) It's so stressful, but then you look back and you're like, dang, I'm so glad I did that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That is like, in a nutshell, what um, choosing career is like. Yeah, that's kind of what like the rest of our life is, is I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm just going to do this. And I feel like it's, it's one thing... To just be, like, a post-grad student. Yeah. But it's also another thing to be, like, a post-grad student in this pandemic climate. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I wanted to switch careers right now, I wouldn't. Because a job is what so many people don't have. Right. You have to just... Stick with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, that also didn't really answer the question, but I'm going to go with what you said and just say, like, the passion for students. Yeah, that's better. (laughs) Okay, this is our last question. Um, because we're not going to do affirmations. Nope, we're anymore. done with that. Did enough. <laughs> that was so sweet, though. What a fun moment. Um, okay, so how can our family or friends better understand or better support us in our career, dreams, futures, fill in the blank? Yeah. Um, social workers do more than just take children away. Mm. Just so people are aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I come home from work or come here or like visit, we hang out and all I'm doing is ranting about work and how stressed I am, Mm. please check in and like make sure I'm going to therapy. Mm. Like social workers need to go to therapy. I am a firm believer in that. that. 100%. And also that, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but from what you just said, it made me think that even when we do rant about our jobs, to know that we still, in our core, like it. Yes. Sometimes. I mean, we'll be honest if we don't. Right. But even when I was, like, ranting about COVID and how it affects, you know, traveling for my students, at my core, I still believe in the mission. Right. Didn't sound like it. But. (laughs) But I do. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, for me, I think kind of reiterating what I said, um, I'm currently in a master's program Mm -hmm. for, I feel like my college experience gypped me some of the skills that I need right now in my corporate job to be a good corporate leader, if that makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I learned how to be a teacher. Yep. And then I was thrown into more of an office job. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, like, business sense in a way. Mm-hmm. So the, the um, program that I'm currently doing will, is, in my mind, filling in some of those blanks. It's in, like, strategic leadership. It's very broad. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to know that. I don't know what I'm going to use it for. Right. If I'm going to work at Bethel in my current job for 50 years, or if I'm going to take this degree and go somewhere else, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing it yeah. because I feel like it's making me a better study abroad advisor. Yeah. And Absolutely. I think sometimes people, especially older generations, don't get that. I don't know who I have this conversation with. Maybe it was you. Probably was, because I don't <laughs> talk to many other people right now. But the the even the generation above like our parents, so like mm. a generation and a half above us. Yeah. Like you chose a career, you stuck with it, you moved up, you retired, you died. Like yeah. that was life. And our generation is so much like yeah. Figure it out, and if you don't like it, get out. If, if you're you can. not happy, leave. Right, that was one thing, and it's very interesting because that's something my mom has always told me, and she's an older generation. She adult. always told you to leave if you're not happy. Yeah, she said, "I want you to be in a job that you're happy in, and oh, if you're not happy, like I, I don't want that. you to be there." But that's also coming from a woman who, despite not being the oldest nurse at the hospital, has been there the longest. Oh interesting yeah she started volunteering there when she was 17 and her like placement there like she was placed there like her oh my gosh she's been there for so long yeah she has been there no shade terry you are she a young is lady 59 years old so well, she you is, just outed your mom she's been at the same hospital for 42 years that's that sounds miserable to me first of all that's why you need to love your job Yes, and she does. She That's loves taking care of the people. She has issues with, like, higher-ups and things, but she's, like, it's the at people. At her core, she loves it. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, because my parents have also been at their career for a while. Yeah. My mom's semi-retired now. Mm-hmm. But they've always kind of, uh, my dad's more like a business guy. He's, like, you need the experience, professional experience. Yeah. But they also have been in their career for a while, mm-hmm. but they also liked their career. Right. I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, mom and dad, but that's interesting. And I wonder if if work settings or even just like the transition from college to you know your real job was mm-hmm. smoother, easier back then, yeah. or if they just had the ideals back then to suck up the hard first years. Right. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know me either. Let us know in the comments. Right. <laughs> if what you can write thoughts? a comment, let us know your thoughts. Very um, interesting. It is. Should we say like a moral of the story? I feel like we said yeah, a lot. We there. said that we had some very like hard points that I think perhaps some people might not agree with. I won't say not agree that's, with, but yeah, like, but that's fine. Yeah, because this is our actual journey. Right. We gave some very strong opinions on how we feel about college, <laughs> and pretty much said, yeah. "Hey, mom and dad, your traditions were wrong. Why no, did you?" We didn't this? say that. We we implied that things could have been done in a much different way. I just think in hindsight, I would have done things differently. Yes. And whether that be stay in school 
or not. Mm-hmm. I would have done things differently. When I was, I've never told anyone this. Okay. Now I'm going to tell everyone this. <laughs> but when I got back from Korea, I, oh, I don't know if I should say this. Okay. I looked into transferring to the U. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? You say that loud and proud. For it me, is that's okay. <laughs> but um, I was so, I felt so uh, confined by a smaller Community. population of people who believed what I believed. And yeah, I a just, very similar Yeah, I just cohort. went to Korea. I just met yeah. all these people who didn't, and I was fine. Like, I was even more so you probably. Survived. I yeah. survived. You did great. So I looked into um, changing, and I think that conversation would have been interesting with my family. Yeah. But... Isn't that so interesting how, like, your family, so both of our families went to Bethel, mm-hmm. ride or die. I didn't know that your your mom went to Bethel. Yeah, my mom went to Bethel for a little bit. My dad went to Bethel. My brother went um, up until my dad was arrested. I think he was, he was 21. Oh, wow. Or 22. He went for a while, then. No, two, he, just two, because he was mm. at community college before that. Mm. But, um... It was very interesting because I told my parents, I was like, I'm not applying. <laughs> like, I'm not even, it didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. And I don't remember any backlash. I remember my brother telling me that's an excellent decision. Like, I don't want you to feel like you need to apply. Yeah. Because he did. And then he's like, it wasn't for me. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't remember anything from my parents. And so that conversation. I was nervous, but again, like, my attitude towards it was, I don't, I care what my parents think, but I don't care enough to, like, for it to, for it to sway me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very different between the two of us sometimes. It is, and I, and I think I, well, I, well, I think that my family has really strong beliefs about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, I put words into their mouths on what they believe, and mm-hmm. I just take on this mindset that, oh, they're gonna hate this. Right. Like, growing up, I thought that they would be so upset if I got bad grades. Yeah. And sometimes, like, my midterm grades would come out and it'd be, like, a C. Right. And I'd, like, be bawling. Yeah. And I remember my mom multiple times being like, Nikki, I have never told you that you need to get good grades. Right. I've told you you need to do your best. Yeah. And Are I was you like, trying? Yes. Yes, I am. Perfect. And so I think that, to me, is, like, maybe they would be absolutely fine with it. I just I never don't. had the conversation. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Another moral, parents are, no, I can't say it. Moral of our story <laughs> is that our parents yeah. are encouraging. Yeah. Talk to them. Yeah. And I think that leads into another moral. Of the okay, story more morals. Is um, have those conversations, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, about mm-hmm. who you are, what you want in life, Yeah. and look into it. Yeah. I mean, nothing's wrong with, with talking to people who mm-hmm. are in careers that you're interested in. Yeah. It really, really could make a difference. Absolutely. Once you get into college. Absolutely. I would say, and this is, I'm looking at this from, like, my dad's perspective as best as I can. He is a 65-year-old man with a felony record, and I'm a 24-year-old woman with a clean record. this is your empathy. There you go. This is my empathy. (laughs) So he, like, for him, so, like, obviously, like, finding a job now is very challenging yeah it's different now yeah and so he I mean he definitely pursued his passion working with kids and 
he has told me now like his passion his love language is to serve others so that's Mm -hmm. what he and at the time yeah he was serving kids and he was serving their families and now he's serving through um like remodeling and flipping their homes and helping like he has some like cute old grandmas who always call him and they're like can you come over and hang a picture for me and he'll do it and they and so I think understanding what your passions are Mm -hmm. because I can easily say yeah my passions are kids Mm -hmm. but my passion is is serving Mm -hmm. and understanding that your passion can take you in different directions absolutely and I think what I need to be better at is understanding that for me like my husband he works in health insurance basically he works with data but he used to work at 3m where he worked with like post-it notes right and then he worked at made smart where he worked with like kitchen organizers and I've told him before I could never do that because I have no passion for kitchen organizers right But I am so at fault because there is, I don't know how to say this, what I perceive as boring or, you know, awful could be another person's way of serving. Absolutely. And if that's what they want to do, then that should be fine. Yes. Like I had a conversation today with someone who was like, we were doing a career inventory kind of goes well with this yeah but it was for grad school and we were talking about how I ranked low in being a real estate agent just based on that inventory and I told and my top ones were like coaching like career like very people oriented and I told her I think that I'm more of like a people serving people that's how I'm I like the lowest ones were like analyst real estate agent right and then she's like, well, actually, I have my real estate degree, and I got it so I could serve people. And I was, like, blown away because I never thought that a real estate agent could be. But she was like, I wanted to provide uh, means for other people to achieve their goals. Interesting. I know. I look at that, and I'm like, you're just trying to sell them, and that's manipulative to me. Like, that is how I view real I estate. I know. The Lord humbled me in that moment. Wow. So I need to be so much better at thinking, okay, what I think of as you know, less than right. or not good for me could be that person's way of, you know, that yeah. could be their passion. Wow. This is what, so this many is a morals. good podcast. I like this one. This is a good one. Good luck editing this. There was some hiccups in the beginning. Literally, you told me I love doing podcasts with you because I never have to edit it. I know. I shouldn't have said that. No, we should have knocked on wood. But it wasn't uh, my fault. It was um, my sweet husband's yeah. fault. He comes down the stairs, <laughs> stands next to me and waves. <laughs> what am I supposed Just to silence. say? I told him we should just listen and see how it goes and see if we can. We should also listen for your strawberry because I'm really really interested. Yes. Okay. Well, let's transition to our big fans because I feel like we had really deep talks and now we can kind of relax and ease up. Absolutely. Okay. Um. You go first. I go first. I thought maybe me go first, but I just talked a lot, so you can go first. Okay. Okay. I am so excited. This is an announcement for you. I'm like so I don't care what the other people Yeah, like mine's gonna think. be small compared to yours. I am a big fan of puppies. What? What? Because we're getting one. What? <laughs> you are not! We are! On September 10th. I wanna cry! <laughs> I wanna cry! I'm so happy! Don't cry! <laughs> 
minus two because your reaction <laughs> frightened me. But it's okay. I'm doing the most. What kind of dog are you getting? We're getting a golden retriever little boy. His name is Archie. Oh, and he my is gosh. two. He was born on July 10th. So, oh, however, he's a baby. He is a baby, like two weeks old. That's tomorrow. why you have to wait. Yeah. How much does he cost? Do you want? To- <laughs> you don't have to say. <laughs> no, it's okay. We is paid seven hundred, which that's is like, really good. Uh-huh. Where? Who did? You, how did you find it? A coworker of mine from Buffalo Wild Wings got a puppy last year, mm-hmm. and I like sent Mike a link to the breeder every single week. Um, his plan was to have one for the wedding, but the mama didn't get pregnant, so we're just waiting. But is that not the sweetest thing in so the world? So you have a dog picked out. Mm-hmm. Done. We're just... September 10th. Should I get a dog, too? I... Should I? Yeah, absolutely, if you want to. I want to. Okay, I'll send you the link. You yeah. can see who's available. They have chocolate labs, yellow labs, <gasps> retrievers, and then retriever and lab mix, which they call gold adores, which I thought were just yellow labs. Goldadors. So, I learned a lot. Even when my when my future Goldador is like feeling self conscious, I say, "You're not a golden or a Labrador. You're a, a Goldador." <laughs> so encouraging! Oh my gosh, that's so exciting! Yeah, I have nothing to compare with that. Okay, that's fine. What are you a big fan of? Big Brother. <laughs> I thought that's what you were excited for. I've never watched it. <laughs> I thought you were going to. <laughs> no. Wow, I was so wrong. Wow, I was too, because I thought maybe. <laughs> How did I know you were getting a dog? I, maybe Mike told you. He took everyone knew except me. I didn't know. Okay, not everyone. I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. You can come over I as will. soon as you want. You can come over before the puppy. Yeah. That's why we're building the fence. That's why we're building oh. the deck and the fence on the other side. You're going to fence in your backyard? Mm-hmm. I love that. So, like, the garage, because our garage faces the street, everything from the garage forward will be open, and then everything from the garage back will be fenced in. Hmm. Okay, well, that was a really good... I don't know how you saved that the whole I time. I was literally, like, driving here. I was like, I can't tell Nikki. She's going to ask how my week has been. She's going to ask for any updates, and I can't tell her... Was anything. it this week? You decided this week? We No, we decided... The, like, a week ago or two weeks ago. Did you not tell me the whole time because you were saving it for your big fan? Well, I wasn't here. For, I haven't been you here for You could text t- me. Oh. You didn't want to do that? I didn't tell anyone, really. I didn't text anyone. You just told I just, one person South Korea. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> no, I so, like, we, when we chose it or, like, when we felt, like, we're confirmed, like, yes, she's pregnant. The puppies oh. have been born. Like, you have one. Like, that, that I didn't tell anyone. I just lived by myself in happiness. Gonna, are you going to tell people? Or when you get... I'll people? probably just post about it on social media. I'll reshare it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's so fun. When you said that, I got like a... I was really happy, but I also got like a little twing... Twing? Twing? Twinge? My, twinge in my heart that was like... You want one? I want one. I'll send you the link. Yeah, but I don't know if I want a big one. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I can find other links for you. Thank you. <laughs> you can be my other things. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's way better than mine. 
I knew that was going to be yours because I listened to your family's podcast and your sister said it was Big Brother. And I We're was gonna like, do I didn't think he's going to talk about this. <laughs> That's why I wasn't going to do it. But when you said that you had something that had to do with me a little bit, I thought, <gasps> That's Big, Big Brother. <laughs> no, it's about you coming over and playing with a puppy. Archie. Archie. This is his first name really like Archinold? No, just Archie. Arch- Archibald. Archibald. <sighs> That's so fun. So, <laughs> there's okay. a pause there. Well, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to leave the pause in so everyone okay. can come to terms with their feelings. <laughs> um, I, we don't have plans for our next episode, do we? I'm sure we'll think of one. Yeah. But it might We've be... We've discussed many things, but we have never really, like, we're for yeah. sure going to do this. And as you know, sometimes it just comes to me the day before. Yeah. And I just go with it. But that was a quality episode. Like, we had so no, much to talk about. Absolutely. I think we, like, really, it was fun not doing an episode that was fun. Does that make sense? Like, this was really yes. fun. Yes. But, no, like, I the understand. topic wasn't fluffy. And I, I, that's, like, I recently, like, I just posted the one with my family that was very fluffy. Mm-hmm. The one with the Jigon might be a little more deep. But not as deep as we just went. So okay. I'm really excited. And then K-pop. Tomorrow. And K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the fluffiest thing ever. I am living for not fluffy podcasts. Yeah, right. Or like me being a part of non-fluffy. I'm okay it's, with that. It's easier to um, listen to, I think, as an, as an, an audience because it's more conversational. Especially mm-hmm. in the way that we do it. Mm-hmm. The one thing that is hard and what I, the podcasts that I listen to that are a little more deep, sometimes I have like very big opinions about what they're saying. Yeah. In either which way, positive or negative, but I have no way of, like, releasing those opinions because I'm listening to a podcast. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So. I also think it's fun because we've known each other for 24 years. Yeah. Like, having hard, not hard, but deeper conversations can be so much fun. Yes. And more than anyone else in my entire life. I remember having the deepest conversations with you in, like, high school while eating mm-hmm. cookie dough about uh-huh. God and about, uh-huh. like, the future. Uh-huh. You were on one couch and I was on the yeah. other, and it would be pitch black, and we would just talk and eat cookie dough. And I don't think I've ever done that with other people to no. the extent where, I mean, it would be the most casual situation, and we'd be talking about literally, like, One Tree Calvinism. Hill would be on in the background, yes. and we would be talking about Calvinism. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I think that's why this flows really nicely. Yeah. Um, and I think it, but I also think it's very, it's our perspectives. Like if I had For this sure. conversation with Jigon, he would have a completely different attitude maybe. Completely. And I think that brings a new, like a fun element because we are, we grew up mm-hmm. so similarly mm-hmm. and we are not very similar people. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. I don't know where I was going. And we're living lives that are not what I would have exactly put a finger on when we were no. growing up, which is fine. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're just affirming each other yes. again. <laughs> but anyways, that's anything that. else? No. We good? That was a good one. All right. Let's say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie just took the biggest bite of her strawberry.